Welcome to Dentology, the Business of Dentistry podcast. In this podcast, we delve into the non-clinical aspects of dentistry with inspirational guests from across the profession. You will hear incredible life stories, pick up valuable business tips and be entertained. I'm Andy Acton and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Drevens. Dentistry is full of good people, isn't it? Yeah, he's a. I tell you what's lovely is we we know John from social events and mm. and some sort of conferences and seminars, but it was great to be able to have a, a much more in depth conversation with him. You mm. know that, that thing you know about him, how he has changed um, or evolved or cultivated. I think was the phrase. Mm. His positivity is a is a brilliant lesson for people listening to learn. And I, yeah, and, and I like the way that he talked about it as, yeah, as, as a behavior change. Mm. You know, it wasn't that he was born with this extraordinary positivity mm. power and mm. talking about it in the context of social media and that being toxic positivity mm. as opposed to deep, true positivity yeah. and some of those techniques that you talk through. Uh, I think I think it's going to really help people. Yeah. And you forget how stressful dentistry can be. It just made me think, you know, those people that we've all met and said, well, that's me. Yeah. That's just the way I am. Well, the answer is, you know, listening to to John, as we all know, you can change, yeah, and evolve who you are. So yeah. oh, I thought it was great, but a it's, really it's a really caring guy as well. Yeah, you know, genuine desire to make sure that you know his his experience and and the stuff that he does helps as many people as possible. Yeah, I think people will take a lot from that. Yeah, brilliant. So here we are again, another one, again, another yeah. day, another episode. Exactly, exactly. Very exciting. Oh, it is, and, and today uh, we're very fortunate, very fortunate. Uh, we have John Nicholas joining us, and John is a dentist, uh, also a lecturer with the Smile Dental Academy. Yeah. Welcome, John. How are you doing? I'm very good, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're good. We're excellent. We are excellent. Yeah, it's it's very good, good to see you guys uh, in, a, uh, in a sober state, because ten, what tends to happen is we see each other <laughs> at events, and, you know, things get out of hand, but here we are. They do, yeah, they yeah. do, they do. That's gets, that. a bit, gets a bit messy. But actually, I think I think it's pretty good that there is a, a heavy social aspect to dentistry. 100%. Because, you know, I, we talk a lot about... And across um, the ages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the young guy, the, the middle ranker. And, and there's the, the old bloke. Yeah, we we'll call him you, an yeah. elder. I think I class myself <laughs> as the eldest statesman. But, 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 but I have this thing that I think dentistry is like an ecosystem and it's all joined up. And it's important that, you know, different parts of the profession connect on an ongoing basis because if we all do well, we all do well together. Yeah, if one bit falters or fails, potentially it fractures the whole profession. So having that social aspect, I think it's nice. It brings everyone together. Definitely. And the good thing is, I mean, you guys deal with dentists all, all day long. We're, uh, we're quite fun people, right? We spend yeah. our whole day practicing and learning how to speak to people. Some are better yeah. than others, but uh, you guys are pretty good. But um, you'll find that because everyone's so sociable, it just seems to click. And we always have a good time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely, we do. So to kick off, let's get right back to the beginning. You know, what, what were the things in your childhood that shaped you into the person you are today? What's the stuff that we need to know that's mm. going to be relevant when we talk about your, your professional career? Which in John's case, isn't that long ago, actually. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep going, lads. Keep going. Lads. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's very kind of you to say. No, you know what? It's quite a deep question to begin with, actually. And uh, childhood-wise, uh, was raised by mum and dad, uh, North London, born in London, uh, standard Greek boy, uh, grew up with a bit of an attitude, you know what it's like. And then, uh, and then, yeah, just, just took, took to like a duck to water really with life. Loved it. Uh, mum was very good with me. She was a teacher. Dad was an accountant. So no dentist in the family actually. Uh, and actually no one from kind of any health professional background, oh. which, which is a bit strange because we, you tend to find that there's a little bit of a link. You get, mm. you get signposted down that avenue, but it was just, it was almost by uh, by luck. I just kind of really loved artwork and I really loved science. I was a massive science geek, uh, believe it or not. You might not know because obviously I'm really cool, but I was a massive geek. And um, You hide it well. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, it was a combination of the two just kind of led me down uh, that field of, of cosmetic treatment, I guess, cosmetic, uh, cosmetic uh, health. And um, I thought about being a surgeon and then the thought of telling someone that they were going to die just was not on my agenda. I couldn't deal with 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 death. So I decided, uh, what what next? I know, let's be a dentist. So here we are. Um, I'm just I'm just going to cut in here. I'm going to make a very big assumption here. Greek North London. Are you a gooner? <laughs> I am, mate. I am massive. Yeah, huge, huge so gooner. I play a lot of games. 
Um, actually, interesting. Right, right. Arsenal, my Arsenal mug there, John. My Arsenal <laughs> Love mug. that. Love that. In, interestingly enough, um, I actually went to the first game of the season this season to watch the Arsenal at Crystal Palace. I don't know if you remember the game. Yeah. Uh, and I went with my mate who's who's just recently had a, had a kid. And um, he ended up, after Saka scored the second goal, the winning goal, he ended up ripping his, his shirt off. He hasn't been out in about two years. Ripping his shirt off <laughs> above his head, swinging it around his head. And um, the Arsenal official photographer caught him uh, as his players were celebrating, he's dead centre of the photograph and it was plastered all over Arsenal's official uh, oh, Instagram. Oh, so wow. uh, his wife found out and then uh, blamed me. So I guess I'm just a bad oh, influence on everyone, excellent. right? <laughs> <laughs> Including yeah, you, Your fault for taking his shirt off. <laughs> yes. Brilliant, brilliant. Sorry, sorry, I interjected there. I was just no, there. no, not at all. Not at all. So, so what was it? So there's obviously no no, no history, no family history on, in, in dentistry at all. Um, what, so what, what was it? You say there was the art and the science, but was there something that that particularly drew drew that you, you to the profession? Because we, we've had no. situations where people have done work experience, or they've had a family member, mm. or, or whatever it was, or, or was it literally you, you just found it yourself? I've always been quite a sociable person. I love interacting with people. It's just a, it's just like a massive thing for me, mm. and the thought of sitting behind a computer and just not interacting with any human beings and just yeah. typing away. And it, it just, it scares the, the, it scares the daylights out of me actually. So uh, the fact that I could implement what I enjoyed and, you know, using my hands and being able to socialize with people, patients, nurses, the team was, it was just massive for me. And it was, it was, it was, it kind of ticked all the boxes really. I did do some work experience and it was cool. I did get on with my dentist. He, you could say he maybe influenced me a little bit, but I just, the idea of socializing is pretty cool. But when you actually think about the job, it is a bit strange, isn't it? Because someone walks in through the door, right? It's say a new patient. You've never met the person before. Uh, and within three minutes, your, your fingers are in their mouths. Like mm. where in society is that acceptable? It's just mm. the strangest the strangest job. And I, I, I find it fascinating that, that mm. I enjoy it so much. It's a bit weird. But mm. also, I think on, on that point, I think that's what makes... Um, dentistry uh, and particularly independent dentistry so powerful because it is a very intimate relationship you know with, with with lots of other healthcare professionals you don't visit them as frequently but also the relationship you have isn't as intimate whereas yeah. in a perfect world yeah. you'd be going to a dentist way more regularly than perhaps you might see uh, an optician or a chiropodist or whatever else replaceable by a machine no it? so wow. the consistency of seeing the same clinician actually matters because yeah. there aren't many people that you get that close to in your life and so you really have to trust and you want to board up. Or perhaps there shouldn't be that many people. Yeah. You do look pretty close. I'm just, I'm, in, my, in my head, I've got this image of like you walk in, you meet someone in a bar in three minutes. <laughs> You've got your fingers in the mouth. Like, oh, I'm a dentist. <laughs> oh, that's maybe, fine. Maybe uh, back in my heyday, but like not anymore. I'm married, settled man now. That doesn't yeah, happen anymore. That's very funny, wouldn't it? But what's <laughs> quite nice is that, uh, um, I, and, it, and it bothers me a bit that um, young people in school today are under pressure, very young to make these these kind of career mm. decisions. You know, now you need to be making those decisions when you're perhaps, you know, 13, 14, to make sure you choose the right, you know, um, GCS options that give you the pathway to do the right A-levels, to give you the the right grade to get you into dental school. And that's a massive pressure. So for you to have worked out quite early, that, okay, you enjoyed science, so you kind of had a bit of a head start, but you worked out the elements of the, of the profession that were gonna suit you. That's yeah. quite, I mean, impressive that you got to that point so young. The one thing that you said there, which is is very interesting for me, is is uh, the the pressure, the pressure from a young age. Mm. Um, we're almost conditioned from a young age to 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 make decisions, make big life decisions, and it's so much pressure on on, oh, on from, yeah, from yeah, the yeah, get go. Yeah. And there's 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 no there's no kind of guidance really. So you almost got to make a choice and, and and kind of hope that you you land on your feet. Luckily for me, I did, but not everyone does. Mm. Um, so you could say there's an element of luck involved potentially, but also good guidance from my parents. The parents were, mm. were very supportive in whatever I wanted to do. And actually my dad did say, you know, one thing that always sticks with me with my dad is he said, uh, if you're going to do something, uh, you need to make sure you enjoy it. And if you enjoy it, like never chase money, basically, mm. if you enjoy it, uh, you'll, you'll be good at it. And if you're good at it, then the money comes. So mm. you know, art was a passion for me. I did it at A-level. I got told by all my, my, my tutors and um, uh, all my teachers, why are you doing art for? You know, you're an academic lad. You need to be doing economics. I don't flipping like numbers. I don't like mm. numbers. They're so boring. I'm, I'm, 
I, I like art, I like painting stuff, you know, I like using my hands. And like I said, luckily for me, that was the passion that was at, followed it, and it, it seems to have worked out so far. It's brilliant. brilliant. So your dad had the numbers as your accountant and you became yeah, the, um, yeah, the tooth artist. Yeah. So you went to dental school in 2008, qualified in 2013. Uh, which which school did you go to? What was that experience like uh, going through dental school? The best one. I went to the best one. So of course uh, you did. I'll leave it, I'll leave it at that. And um, yeah, <laughs> I went to uh, Bart's and the London. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I was, I was in East London. I actually applied for everywhere but London because being a London lad, wanting to get out mm. and experience life. So I applied for Leeds, Manchester, um, also for Kings as well because it was a good dental school at the time. Still is, no offence to anyone there. And um, <laughs> Good recovery. <laughs> yeah. And I actually got rejected from from everywhere, from everywhere apart oh, wow. from, from Bart's. Yeah, so I went all the way to Leeds, however long it was on the train, uh, had about a three minute interview guy said thank you and i left and got rejected two days later so it was uh it, it was it was yeah it wasn't a very pleasant experience my my uni applications yeah. but finally uh had a really lovely interview with with a, a lady i remember uh, dr patel um, i don't know if she's still there probably not because it was so long ago but um i yeah it was a great interview and then like you say it just it all worked out and it always does work out it always yeah. does work out what you think one day might be uh a situation which is dire it's always going to work mm. out it's so true isn't it yeah. and i think people find their right place and for whatever reason mm. and whilst lee's wasn't a great experience you going to Bart's <laughs> was the right school for you yeah. did you yeah. start, that's the one you ended up did you stay at home john or did you start, go and do halls i had to had to get out I yeah i say because otherwise no, you miss the experience I'm pretending like I'm, you know, giving it a large one. It's mainly my mum kicked me out because she couldn't stand <laughs> to lift my uh, dirty boxes off the floor anymore. So, uh, <laughs> Go and get a large one. You, you, went, you, went, you went home and your bedroom had been turned into a study or a library or something. Yeah. There was no space for you anymore. <laughs> no, mate. It was, as soon as I left, I thought she'd like make a shrine for me, but it was nothing like that. It was, uh, yeah, it was bed gone, wardrobe gone. We ain't coming home, son. Thanks, mum. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But, John yeah. who? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. and, and so what was that like then did you did you breeze through dental school did, did you did you find it challenging you make lifelong friends there did you, you know I've, I've, yeah, a, a bit a bit of all really i mean look it's, it's everything's challenging i think at the time i wasn't as emotionally uh aware of of where what i wanted in life and and i wouldn't say emotionally secure but i i think not as a not as right now i'm in a position where I can control things a lot more. I'm a lot more spiritual and mindful of, of what's going on. And and um, at the time I wasn't. I just wanted to party up and party up and pass. Like that was the mm -hmm. that was the, that was the kind of the ethos at the time. And I did both of those things. I had a great time. Met amazing friends. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a breeze because I did. I, I've always worked very very hard. Anything I want to do. I will do it to the best of my ability. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I graduated with a distinction. Uh, I didn't breeze through, but I did very well. And I'm very proud of what I achieved at uni. Um, but then it all went tits up when I applied for, for VT. Uh, so we get through to the end of university. And the way that it works at, at BART's is you do your, your end of year exams at the beginning of the next year. Right. Which is very, very strange. So you don't have a summer. So thank you very much, Professor Fortune, for that. You don't have a have a summer. Um, you get back in. And the beginning of the fifth year was when we had to apply for our VT, right? Our VT positions. And I don't know, I don't know if you guys remember, but you had to rank from I don't know, one to like a million, uh, all these different areas that you wanted to work in. Uh, you know, the first being somewhere close to home. And then the, the millionth being somewhere in, in the Highlands in Scotland, something mm, like that. Yeah. And, and uh, I ranked it all, spent ages alongside revising for my end of year exams. And then uh, lo and behold, what I thought I'd sent off, everyone, everyone, all my friends come in and say, all right, where did you get? Where did you get? You know, what have you, have you got a confirmation email? I'm like, what email are you guys talking about? I had ranked it all, but I hadn't pressed submit. Oh, right. No. So, but you're thinking, oh, that's all right. You know, I'm just going to go chat to the dean. You know, me and the dean, we 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 we're good pals. She'll, you know, she'll slip someone a backhand, get me back on there. So I went and saw uh, Professor Fortune at the time. Went to her office. Our oh, prof, you know, um, I didn't submit my thing in time. Can you just, you know, sort it out? And her face just went white. She was like, John, I said you're unemployed for a year. 
and I was like, sorry, what? And it was just, I was devastated. It was, it was, it was a shambles, which again, at the time felt awful, you know, ringing my, mm. ring my mum up saying, mum, I'm coming home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a bad conversation. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was scary. It was scary. And, um, it was very uncertain and, uh, but you know, it worked out well because I ended up, you end up almost going through what we call like a clearing. So you go onto the, the March scheme, which is someone, everyone who didn't pass their VT the first time around, you mm-hmm. get, you get kind of sidetracked into that scheme six months later. So you're basically six months behind. Yeah. And it was in that scheme where I met, you know, Jin, uh, yeah. Kish, um, and you know, they're now lifelong friends of mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're they're great people to be around. I mean, you guys can appreciate that. Without without having done that, I'd probably never have met yeah, them. You wouldn't have done it. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? It's How funny it that thing. Well, I was, it was I was like the say. stars line up and all yeah, that. Well, sort of stuff, you know, yeah, well, go back to the beginning. If if they'd offered you a place at Leeds, yeah, you know, we we are products of who we are today from all those little micro mm-hmm. things that happened in our past. Hundred percent. I mean, so what did just... you do for six months, John? Anything? So. Uh, for six months, what did I do? I I, uh, I did help out a little bit. I did like an honorary position at the at the hospital just to keep my hand on, but uh, but but not much really. And it was it was unpaid, and it was just a bit. Can I swear? Can I swear on this? You can. It's, it's for adults. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, all, all of your mates. We, we can see of, it coming. Like, we can see it yeah. coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of your mates kind of progressing. You kind of you feel a bit left behind, but that's what it is. And 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 going back to the point I made before about would or you, what you said about would would I change it? Um, no, I wouldn't. And there's a a guy I really I love listening to. He's a guy called Mo Gordat. I don't know if you guys have ever heard him before. Yeah, the Google X guy. Yes, incredible, yeah. incredible man. Yeah. Uh, he actually was, I was signposted to him by, by Rona, uh, um, and, uh, it was, it was, it was great. And he he says he has a thing called the eraser test. So the eraser test is if, if you think of, like, if you guys think right now, something that's really bad that's happened to you in the past, right? Uh, sorry to bring the mood down a little bit, but it's an important point to make. If you think of something that's really bad that's happened to you in the past, where you felt really stressed, uh, from an event, uh, would you erase that moment in time would you if you but if you were going to erase that moment in time everything that surpassed afterwards because of that event uh would have to be erased as well mm. and if you were to ask loads of people they did a study on it and apparently 99 percent of people wouldn't and we're talking uh you know people who have had the most traumatic things happen stuff, to them, yeah, yeah. They, they wouldn't change it because mm. it shapes you to who you are today it mm. makes you stronger. It, it, it strengthens your mind. Uh, it, it's it's stuff that you know we, we take for granted at the time. At the time, it seems like the worst thing, but actually, mm. like I mentioned before, it always works out. It always works. I think out. you're right. I, I, yeah, it, the the easy answer is, of course, you'd erase it. Why would you want the pain? But you know, we talk a lot about resilience and how we have to build resilience and what resilience yeah. is. But resilience is only experiencing things that don't go particularly well and. You learn how to cope with it mm. and you move forward and you end up with a, a thicker skin yeah. or a better armor or yeah. whatever is required and but, you learn don't well you? yeah but if you never go through the crap you, you, you're never going to build resilience and you know lots of people uh, particularly kind of you know younger parents of today um some of them perhaps you know um cause their kids too much and don't allow them to have these micro fails <laughs> where they can actually learn or even fall over resilience yeah, yeah. They, they, there's too much comfort around around people so when they then mm. become young adults they don't quite know how to cope in different situations yeah. whereas you know for you that that kind of not submitting your 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 vt places was a massive learning and that would yeah. have changed your, your accuracy and, and how you plan and go about things and your attention to detail yeah will be different as a result of that yeah. experience i guarantee you don't do that again yeah yeah 100 yeah. like like you say it's uh it, resilience is, is massive resilience is huge in dentistry it's huge in, huge in any business uh and without being tested how can you build on it you can't mm. uh, so rather than rather than kind of shy away from these things and try and create a barrier against what we perceive as negative things uh, um, we should we should take them on the chin and, and, and learn from them mm. and grow from them because that's the only way we're ever gonna gonna evolve uh, our skill set anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Great. And so then you qualified, you got your VT, which is all good. You then went and did a MSc in restorative uh, in 2019. So clearly <laughs> enjoying your clinical learning, clearly enjoying the, the aesthetic side of things. Yeah, I mean, it's a commitment, isn't it? The MSc, yeah. 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 
four four years a uh, huge commitment financially and also mm. time wise um yeah. when having kind of just come out not earning that much cash trying to pay yeah, back uh, timing wise um, that's sort of like very that front kind of thing. Foot, isn't it? but yeah like they just this it was the passion right and it's it's uh i wanted to be i still want to be the best in my field i i, I want to uh, I want to be the best person that I can, the best dentist that I can. And the only way you're really going to do that is through through postgraduate training and, and, and furthering mm. your skills. So I, that was a, a big thing for me is when I came out, I was like, right, what what next? What are we going to do next? Uh, how am I going to improve next? And then the MSC happened. Um, and mm. actually, I enjoyed it. It was cool. Got a day out of uh, out of clinic every now and again, which was nice. It was just it made life a bit more interesting. Um, apart from around mm. exam season, it was a little bit tough around then, but it is what it is. It was good, good mm. laugh. Yeah, and I am where I am now. So now, were it, you married then, John? Or no? That's why I was so happy. That's why I was happy. Um, <laughs> now, please don't. Hopefully, my missus isn't listening. Yeah, so let's hope your wife doesn't listen to this one. Yeah. Do you want us to edit that? Uh, no, <laughs> keep it in. I want to keep her on her toes. No, my missus. She she knows how much I love her and how important she is to my life. I love you, my my my, my darling. Yeah. Um, good recovery, John. Good recovery, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's, there's a theme here, isn't there? Yeah. It's like he creates problems and then digs himself back yeah. out the hole himself. It's smooth as a cashmere <laughs> cod piece, I think. <laughs> it's, it's also, uh, it seems to be the people that live with me hate me the most. So I think she's the next one. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So at the so, time, so you, so you, yeah. Uh, so you had that time and money to to invest in that. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. So you've invested heavily in your own skills and as, as a dentist, your clinical skills, and, and you're working as, a, as an associate. Um, have you any ambition to be a principal one day? Do, do you also invest in your, your non-clinical skills to the same extent? It's, it's a good question. It's one I've always thought about. Um, and who knows? At the moment, uh, you know, there, there, there's, there's, I'm always thinking of, of, different things i get quite bored quite easily it's probably the best way to i always want to further things and it's so far most of my investment of time and money has been in furthering my clinical skills right mm -hmm. but uh we're getting to the unusual. point now, that's what most dentists do yeah exactly uh i'm getting to the point now where i feel like maybe there's there's a there's room for, for some other changes so who knows uh maybe on the horizon there might be some stuff kicking off soon but um but uh, i'm excited about the future i'm excited about what what other stuff I can learn. I get a massive buzz off of it. So mm. um, so bring it on is what I say. Mm. Yeah. Whenever whenever we've met and whenever we talk, you're you're always hugely positive. You know, you're the sort of guy that, you know, if it's if it's pouring down your brain and you've got an umbrella, you'd be like, sure. oh, it's really great for the planet, isn't it? It's really good for the plants and the trees. I don't really care I'm getting wet. It, it, have you always been like that? Was your was your childhood really positive? Were your family positive? Or, or is this something that you've kind of, it's conditioned behaviour that you've kind of taught yourself yeah, over, yeah. over time? It's, um, it's, it's definitely something that I've cultivated more recently. And there's a, there's a number of reasons why, I mean, I mean, I haven't really told many people this, but uh, back when I was younger, uh, within the family, dad had an issue with with alcohol, and um, it, it it kind of split the family up, right? So so dad left mum, uh, so mum raised us. Dad was around, but um, and he's a fantastic father. But there was there was things that happened when we were younger that that kind of may have affected me emotionally when I was 13, 14, 15 years old, when you're really developing an emotional Formative years. Yeah. They? Right. That's the times where you're, where you can be molded. And, you know, at the time, you know, divorce within, within, um, Greek families, for example, was, you know, unheard of. It was strange and it just wasn't what I was expecting. And it, and it kind of pissed me off really. I was like, why is this happening to me? And, you know, you, you catastrophize the situation and you almost become selfish. Um, but that actually inspired me. So if we talk about the, the eraser test again, would I have erased that? No, I wouldn't because uh, dad recovered and he's now been sober for about, well, about 19 years now, I think, um, which, which is good. inspirational. Um, so, and he actually was the key guy in inspiring me to become more mindful because uh, he wasn't, he never was. And that's why he had his issues. But uh, actually coming from that, he read a book called, I don't know if you guys read this kind of stuff, but he read a book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, mm -hmm. which is a very uh, spiritual book and talks about being in the present present moment. And it was a very inspiring book for me. He gave it to me to read and I was like, wow, dad, this is awesome. And it, that kind of inspired me to, to look into this stuff. And I had a real passion for it. And being the science geek that I am, 
um, I find the brain so fascinating. I could sit here for four hours chatting to you guys about neuroscience. You guys wouldn't appreciate it, nor would the listeners. But um, but it is incredible. I, I know you had uh, um, uh, Dr. Khadija on um, the Mind Ninja, who she probably oh, went yeah. through the psychology of stuff. I mean, yeah, she's yeah. she's incredible, so knowledgeable, uh, and very inspiring. But the all of this stuff put together just has led me to to looking into things like meditation, looking into things like positive affirmations, and just trying to put a spin, a positive spin on life. Because when you are in a negative mindset, a negative place, life is just not enjoyable. It is not. Mm. So, so why focus on it? What, what is the only way to remedy it is to become more positive. And there's certain ways, certain things that I do that help me get there. Obviously, from your point of view, the the positivity that comes through is, is, is genuine. But there's a lot of social pressure for people to uh, appear like they're positive mm. and almost like pretend like they're positive. And I think that's more damaging than just being the person that yeah, they are. So, so from your point of view, how, yeah, do I mean, you, this is... how do you kind of deliver this on a daily basis? Instagram so profiles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it, we're all we're all guilty of it. I would I would call it call it probably a toxic toxic uh, positivity. It's uh, it, it it's it's it can be damaging if you but because you need to be able to accept that that things go wrong sometimes. I think acceptance is a key thing. How do I how do I do it on a regular basis? It's it's through through uh, morning routines for me. So if if I was to say to you right. You lads, you want to, you know, you, you guys look like you train in the gym. You look, you look bulky, right? Yeah. So you train your body, you go to the gym, you, you work out, you train your body. But how often do people tell you that they train their minds? It's very rare. It's mm-hmm. very rare. And uh, the, the brain itself is, is so, it's so uh, complex that if we don't spend time uh, looking after it, it will look after us, right? So, so part mm-hmm. of my morning routine I'll wake up, freshen up, do my normal thing, you know, brush my teeth, uh, have a shower, what, what not. Uh, and then it's straight on with meditation. So I'll, I'll meditate for about 20 minutes every single morning without fail. Um, meditating is, is has changed my life, really. It's it's a way of, of um, without going into the science too much, it's a way of, of disconnecting yourself, just chilling chilling yourself out and being able to, to manage your mind, manage your thoughts, and stopping those thoughts from turning into emotions. Mm. So for example, right, if mm. you are, you guys are at work, you're trying to sell a practice, right? And uh, something goes wrong. And your instant thought is, oh no, this has gone wrong. And then you start to create a train of thought. This is gonna to lead to this, which is gonna to lead to this. It starts to stress you out. Uh, the thoughts then lead to an emotion, the emotion being stress. Uh, and stress then leads to all these uh, mediators getting released into your body, cortisol, blood pressure goes up. It's horrible. It's a horrible feeling, right? That what you could have done initially is stop mm-hmm. that. That the first thought you had, you could have disconnected from that thought and stopped that trail of thoughts. And in doing so, you would have prevented yourself from getting to mm-hmm. the the final thought and then the uh, the stressful situation. And that stressful situation wouldn't have then led to to all those uh, all the stress, the high blood pressure, the cortisol, all that kind of thing. Mm. So meditation really helps me to yeah. be present. Things things that kick off, um, I just deal with them so much better now. Life is life is uh, is wonderful. We should be so grateful that we're that we're here, and we should be we should spend mm. way more time being present. Um, I don't think that we do as a as a um, as a as a human race now we've developed almost into to people that think too much about the past thinking about things we could have changed uh and then worrying about what might happen in the future all because of thought processes and meditation helps me to to control that massively mm. it's a bit like isn't it i i love it in the fact of my daughter does this thing called eft which is tapping and they used it originated with child soldiers <clears throat> in uh, in africa and it's to relieve stress and they teach it in schools here to basically stop you getting as you were saying past that point where you're all mm. starting to get yourself all stressed um but it, i think it's it's a brilliant application of of a practical application isn't it you know whether it's your meditation or whether it's the tapping that actually says i've got to do something yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise it becomes a runaway emotional trait mm. and then you then you're in trouble Absolutely. but emotions Absolutely. you know whilst without emotions we're not humans 
but managing emotions is, is critical because like you say if if you've not had a good start to the day and something goes wrong you know it's a whole thing of in a particular snow we have a choice whether we respond or react mm. and a reaction is normally an emotional response and if, we, and if we respond to something we've probably counted to five and we've come up with probably a better a better answer as exactly. opposed to that knee-jerk answer and that's easy to say when we're just sitting here we're all quite relaxed yeah. and we're chatting but when you're in a high pressure situation and and those happen quite frequently in dentistry because you know you've got high speed drills going around in you know where it does blood vessels and, and all sorts going on <laughs> you, you you can see how that that that, that tinder box can go off mm. yeah but we 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 are um we we're conditioned as dentists from from an early age from early in our career we're conditioned to be scared we're conditioned to practice defensively we're, we're conditioned to be scared of the gdc of being mm -hmm. struck off uh, that's that's the only you know early on that's that's everything that's in the back of your mind all the time and um you you, you are essentially every time you, you you go to do treatment you are conditioned or you, you're taught don't get this wrong because if you get this wrong you're in trouble and how can how can you expect uh especially a young person to perform at their highest level when in the back of their mind there's always that negative spin there's always always going to be yeah. there and i really feel yeah, like we have to change failure. the culture yeah it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's uh yeah. but we're conditioned like that and, and and well alternatively you can you can actually condition yourself to become more positive but we're just not taught how to do so, I feel. You're not taught how to do so at, at mm. school, at a young age. They're starting a little bit now, but it's nowhere near enough. Dental school, the, the closest mm. thing I had to to kind of talking about emotions was maybe communication skills, which was like a, a, like a one-day course. Um, no one really taught yeah. us mm. how to deal with stress, how to deal with emotion, uh, how to have a more positive mindset. It's, it's a massive... Mm. Uh, part and I think which I feel is missing and then we sit there and wonder yeah, why yeah. <laughs> in a way yeah, yeah. but also I think you're putting yourself but then we, we, in we, we wonder why um, dentists yeah sorry what, sorry what, you were what, saying I was, I, was, I was just saying that I think that you're putting yourself in a position to be able to help younger dentists because you you lecture heavily and you're you're involved in the Smile Dental Academy so I think in terms of changing some of the, the narrative of, of what young dentists learn, but how it's applied um, gives you a chance yeah. to start to influence not just mm. younger dentists, but all dentists through the academy. I was going to ask, actually, John, Is when you're doing your lecturing, I'm assuming you're lecturing, uh, you know, on clinical, but do you also bring in your your thoughts about meditation and stuff like that? Is Is that does that environment enable you to sort of almost combine the two? It's a great point. Um, I, I I do, but I wouldn't. It's more in a private, private kind of in a private way. So naturally, as lecturers and as course directors, we we become mentors for 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 the delegates, right? Mm. And they yeah. they confide in you. They they tell you stuff. And honestly, uh, we wonder why. I was going to say before, we wonder why the rate of suicide in dentistry is so high. It's because we just don't have coping mechanisms. And uh, I can say to mm. you, since I started in the academy, I've probably had um, at least three three delegates who have told me they have been suicidal. And that's shocking. It's shocking. It's it's actually scary. And, that, and that's just within the, that's just within Smile Dental Academy. Uh, think of everyone out, outside of that. I, I've also had two friends mm. within dentistry who have told me they've had suicidal thoughts as well. And uh, it's something that we um, we really need to open our eyes to because if, if dentistry can be a very lonely job, it can be a very lonely place to be if you can't manage mm. your mindset and your and the psychology, and it can you can spiral very quickly. Mm. I suppose the reality is for many dentists, the way they earn their money is with their hands. So they're locked away in a surgery. One-on-one uh, -on -one with a patient, with a nurse in the room, and in that moment, your your attention and concentration is is complete on what you're doing in that moment. And to add to the the stress in terms of the mental stress, you've then got physical stress because you're not probably sitting in the most natural mm. of positions, and you do that for hour after hour, day yeah. after day. So you can see how that's not that's not a perfect environment yeah. for a human, is it? With a patient who's not really that excited to be there. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they've got John with his fingers in their mouths within within two seconds. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's yeah, it's it's a lonely place. Isn't yeah, it? you're yeah, in unnatural yeah, positions. Yeah, it can get out of it can get out of it can you know get out of control. It can be difficult, um, especially when things don't go right. When it's when it's going well, it's great. But I think people need to to begin to learn that even when things we perceive things as not going right, they will work themselves out in the end. They will be fine. I think there's. There's certain things we're, we're perfectionists, right? Because we are, because as I mentioned, we're conditioned to be scared and be worried about doing things mm. wrong. You feel like you have to be in control of everything, and that is a very dangerous position to be. Control is, uh, you need to realize there's certain things you can control. There's certain things that you cannot control. Um, what you can control is going to work uh, and doing the best that you can, being the best dentist you can, you guys being the best businessman that you can, is, is, you can do that. Um, what you can't control is the outcome of your attempt. Um, and that as soon as you yeah. realize that, this, this, this was a big eye opener for me, as soon as you realize that sometimes your best may not be enough, it's okay, that's fine, you deal with it. Um, mm. But the moment you try to mm. control the outcome, that's a dangerous place to be. But, mm. but but this stuff, John, you, you're obviously deeply into it and it's it's personal interest, but this is not mainstream teaching. This is not mainstream learning for people, uh, your peers who are mm. in this situation. So how, how how does that get kind of introduced in a, in a in a widespread manner so that people get to think in, in that context and in those terms? Because you, you've, you've learned this pretty I, I, early on in your career. It's, how, how does that kind of message get, get spread widely? I think they have to implement it at university. Uh, it has to be done from mm. day one because uh, with, without, without, the, without the infrastructure to, to train your mind and get control of your thoughts, you know, it's, 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 it's not a good place to be. I think that's, that's really where it should begin. It should actually probably begin earlier than that, maybe in schools. Um, I, I, I'm aware that, you know, mental health is becoming a bigger thing, but I still think it's a bit of a tick box exercise. Uh, you know, HR throwing mental health days randomly just to tick a box. It's, it's not, it's not strong enough at the moment for me. Um, mm -hmm. Because like I say, it's, it's, it's huge. And having, having had so many people tell me that they're having issues, you know, suicidal thoughts, it's, um, it's worryingly out of control in my opinion still. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's it's not great. You, and, can't, and like you say, can't learn by osmosis, can you? No, no. And um, no. like you say, I think under that banner of just well-being, um, you want people to to truly enjoy the things they're doing. You know, on ongoing. Um, you know, I know not everyone's going to get into a state of flow where everything's perfect all the time. But actually, most days should be good, and then we have tough days. But that's where you build your resilience. Yeah, so that's right, not yeah. all bad news. Um, but there should Absolutely. be more days I, where people are, are, are enjoying what they're doing. Yeah, and also um, what I would say is, without putting too much of it down, I feel like I've been very negative. So I'm going to I'm going to spin it because that's what I do, right? Uh, th there are ways that you can learn. You can learn to become more positive. Uh, there is there is a. Uh, uh, something called new, um, neuroplasticity, which is where you train your brain, your brain, they used to think that your brain was, once it was formed, that's it, no matter what you did, uh, that was it. So you were born genetically, that's it, you're a negative person, see you later, you're going to be negative for the rest of your life. It's not like that at all. There are solutions. And you can train yourself. And that's what the meditation does. That's what some other stuff that I do in the morning as well, helps me to train myself to get into to, to become more positive. So for example, right, if you again we'll go back to you guys more relevant to you guys and also dentists for example if, you, if you're going to have a you have a, a deal coming up right and you're really nervous about the deal um you, you really want to make sure you, you make a good impression so you but you you're, you're a negative person so you think in your head right uh this is going to be a really a really uh, a really bad meeting it's going to go really badly and you visualize that in your head and you think okay this is going to be really bad now the brain as complex and magnificent as it is, it's actually very easy to trick it because the brain doesn't know the difference in terms of forming a memory. It doesn't know the difference between reality and a thought. So if you sit there and 10 times a day, you think, oh man, this meeting's gonna go so badly. It's gonna be terrible. It's gonna go so badly. And you think that 10 times, your brain registers it as you having a bad meeting 10 times. And then when you actually have the meeting and it goes well, rather than you being like, oh, 
it went well. That's good. I reckon I'm going to be good at, at meetings. It doesn't. It's 10-1. 10 times you've thought negatively, one time the actual time mm. it happened is the one. So your, con- your, con- your brain convinces you that you're always going to um, that you're always going to have a, you're always going to be nervous for meetings. It's always going to go badly. Mm, Whereas yeah. if you visualize. And the tragedy, uh, the tragedy is, John, they were just thoughts. They weren't, they weren't reality. They were just thoughts. Yes. Exactly. They're just thoughts. That's all they are. And that's what, that's what you mm. need to identify. Thoughts are, are, aren't reality. So why don't we use this to our advantage? And this is another thing that I do. It's visualizations and affirmations, positive affirmations is I will think, positive things you know, i visualize what's going to happen in the day short term and also long term uh, positive things and therefore you're tricking your brain it forms a memory in your brain that positive things are going to happen and suddenly you start to pick up on the positive things that happen during the day rather than the negative but this is mm. this is training this mm. isn't something that's going to happen you know you do it once and then you know i'm not being delusional here you know you can't that, that's what toxic yeah, yeah. Uh, positivity is when you do it once and you think it's going to work and it doesn't and you pretend it does it's not that you need to do this on a daily basis it needs to become habitual and by doing that you literally this is true it's it's scientifically proven you literally rewire your brain you connect the the positive areas of your brain again i'm not going to get into the science because it's you will bore everyone but uh it rewires the bits that that fire positive signals in your brain so it becomes more unique and it, it disconnects the negative ones so you you naturally feel more positive. Things seem seem better, mm. and it's uh, it, and a lot so, of what you said. But we're never there, taught this, called, right? Yeah, there's a lady called Carol Dweck. You may have read her book Mindset, and and that's that's mm. fascinating. Yeah, because it, it it talks about the different you know mindsets you can have, and and it pretty much is what you were saying about mm. how how you think about things, and you can change how you think. Yeah, you can adapt. Which means that you, you yeah, maneuver, and, yeah, and a lot of it is just how you perceive situations. And, and you know the the outcome we do have a, a degree of control over what that outcome is and, and whether you want a growth mindset or a fixed mindset you do have yeah. the ability to to change how you think mm. about things but but you're, you're you're also right it's it's an ongoing process it's not it's not the mind your brain is a muscle as well isn't it mm. so you need to use it and stretch it and all that sort of yeah, yeah. so exactly so if you, you if you were to do I think we've got a little bit of delay because you're you're obviously on an island in the Seychelles or something at the moment. I think that's what it is. (sighs) I wish. Carry on. (laughs) I was was just saying, so you're obviously into this in a big way yourself and you've done lots of of work around it, which you're benefiting from. But outside of the, the the teaching you've done yourself who, who inspires you to be better who, who are the people around you and who do you look to for that that's that's a great question actually uh you obviously done this before haven't you uh who inspires me my dad definitely like incredible like his 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 recovery uh magnificent uh and it's it's inspired me massively i think he was the catalyst for all of this kind of thing um moving from him it's friends. Most of my friends, we've always kind of pushed each other and and, and pushed each other further. I think it's really important to, to make sure your tribe is full of people who, mm. who want to gain and, and, and push and, and, and develop. Mm. You, you don't want to be with stagnant people. They'll, they'll drag you down. And and that's why I had such a big affinity for, for people like Jin and Kish being around those guys. Yeah. Uh, the energy is infectious. Um, and they're just genuinely great guys. Um, very massive big family men but uh at the same time huge ambitions and it and it, it's massively inspiring to be around people like that and i would i would recommend any young dentist you must surround yourself with people who want to grow because like you said within mm-hmm. an ecosystem you need to attach yourself to people that want to grow because the, there's lots of people around that are like that and if you can attach yourself to someone like that honestly the sky is the limit Mm. Mm. yeah that's great you 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 strike me as quite a sort of a a, a big thinker you know kind of a, a a big ideas sort of guy but do you, do you also sweat the small stuff do the small things bother you as well are you, are you, are you quite particular about stuff oh my my ocd um no not really small small stuff not really uh i would actually say 
Mm, I'm trying to think. What am I quite particular with? I mean, look, my dentistry, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit OCD, right? I'm, a, it, it, I'm like that. But that's only because I want to be the best that I can be. But um, <laughs> in general, no, I'm actually very chilled. Yeah, 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 and yeah. my missus sometimes, she gets a bit pissed off because I am too chilled. And, um, you know, she'll, she'll do something that she thinks might annoy me. And it just doesn't annoy me. And she, she actually gets annoyed herself that I'm not getting annoyed. And it's just, yeah, it's, I, she ends up pissing herself off. Yeah, you're not annoyed. Yeah. She was trying to annoy me. And yeah, but, um, but um, yeah. <laughs> Why are you not annoyed? Um, no, I, I'm, I'm just very chilled. And it takes a lot to rile me up. Uh, maybe Arsenal losing might be one of the, those things. Uh, I'm sure you can appreciate, Chris. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very yeah, chilled. It yeah, takes a yeah. lot to, 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 to annoy son. me. Yeah, you've not experienced that much this season, have you? No, no, we're doing all right. Henry, Henry, my son, Henry with an Arsenal loss. Or, or even, even he gets so cross and I say, but we're winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But hang on, just chill out. Remember, we're it's, winning. It's very easy to get super passionate about sport, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, football, definitely, yeah. Um, in, in, in particular. Football brings the John, worst out in me, definitely. That's... Oh, you are Henry. <laughs> you are my son. <laughs> and Henry goes nuts. <laughs> and it's weird, isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? How we get, how we get so, so taken in by by sport oh. and football. How how it can affect us so much. Yeah, you don't have a thing about referees, do you? Yeah, John, I as well, because my son is always on about. No, no refs. Right, referees. Refs are. Uh, I'm always quite respectful to refs. Maybe, maybe before I discovered meditation, they probably, uh, you know, they, they probably hated me. But now, uh, you know, they make a wrong decision. It's fine. I can accept it now. You know, they're trying their best as I am on the pitch. You know, uh, one ref once said something to me when I was playing football. It was quite funny. He's like, when you when you make a bad pass, I don't tell you you're a twat. So don't tell me I'm a twat when I get the decision wrong. I was like, yeah, fair play. That's fair play. <laughs> That's brilliant, actually. That's really <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Actually, a fair point, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, all right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> John, honestly, it's been it's it's been, it's been really enjoyable. I think some of those insights around how you truly are positive will be really valuable to people. I think they'll take a huge Thank amount you, from um, not just yeah. kind of say, "I'll oh, just wake up and be positive and make sure you know make out the world's fine." At some point, you know, it'll catch up. It's way beyond that. It's it, it's truly trying to you know uh, develop systems and, and behaviours. That just become repeatable so that it becomes the way you live your life booster of doesn't it yeah. you know it's just yeah, it's, yeah. With, with so much stress it is the more you can do i think life you know in general isn't it the more yeah. you can do to be like really mellow and sort of just let stuff yeah. bounce off you to a certain I, I just hope one day we get to a stage where this gets incorporated into um, mainstream learning for everybody as mm. opposed to guys like you and us who go and seek this stuff out and we benefit from it mm. because the people who need it most probably the people who wouldn't have the the mindset or the attitude or the willingness to go and seek it. So it perhaps Absolutely. pushed on those people in, mm. in some sort of structured way. And that um, that in itself is um, that in itself is a big thing. So people need to need to want to make the change. Mm. Uh, and sometimes, like like you say, it's, it's easy to, to when it when things are you know glorious and happy. You know, it's it's easy to to, to think like that. But um, but sometimes, you know, guys, you need to be in the darkest of places to be able to realize you have an issue and you have to work on something. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, it, it works. It works both ways. But but I think always look out for your mates. Always ask if they're okay, especially in dentistry, because there's there's people that I that I would never have expected to tell me stuff, mm -hmm. and they they have. So uh, we should always look out for each other. Yeah, Isn't absolutely. it that thing you if you say ask someone if they're okay and then you're supposed to say no are you really okay yeah, yeah. you follow it up with that yeah because <laughs> yeah. otherwise we all go yeah it's great <laughs> don't ask me after an Arsenal loss though please no that's all right don't <laughs> worry I, I, I'm I'm uncommunicative so that's fine <laughs> so John we we always we always finish up in the same way and we ask our guests the same two questions and the first one we have for you is if you could be a fly on the wall in a situation uh, where would that be in, and who would you be with what what would you like to look in on. I, I thought about this and it's just, you know, I, I, it's not really cool. It's not really, it's not really, you know, I, I feel like I, I should come in with a groundbreaking thing, but it's not really that cool. It's going it's gonna, it's gonna to be the Arsenal changing room, isn't it? No, I did think that, right? It's <laughs> going to be the... When we won the league at Spurs and we won the league at Spurs and we won the league at Man United, <laughs> I'm just, just dropping that in. But no, it's not actually that. It's... Uh, so I'm really into music. I love music. It's a massive thing for me. I love uh, actually make, create music as well. 
now um and uh i would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when when quincy jones and and mj were were producing that album i would have loved to be in the studio and just watching them vibe off each other that would have been really really Mm. damn cool um so yeah that's probably where i would have wanted to be the guy's a genius man he is genius incredible so that's probably where i would have my hi-fi to quincy jones yeah there was a certain track i can't quite remember what it was now but if you play on certain speakers there's certain bits of it that come out on better speakers than on that you don't mm. actually hear on those speakers wow. Interesting. fascinating yeah. brilliant yeah no he was you're right he was a he was the godfather um, of, of what he created and our and our follow-up is if you could meet somebody if you could sit down with somebody and have a a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. Living or dead. Yeah. Real or fictional. Anyone you fancy. Who would you like to spend oh, some time man. with? I'm going to go a bit dark here, guys. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to say uh, Adolf Hitler. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And the reason, I mean, look, I might smash the glass over his head, potentially. But you no, know, I wouldn't do that because I'm a chill out guy. Uh, but I would want, I would love to just listen to his thought process and what the hell he was thinking at that mm. time. Because someone like that, uh, their brain's got to be wired differently, man. And mm. I, would, I would, I would, I would just love to hear his justifications for what he did and, uh, and understand him a little bit more as a person. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Adolf Hitler guys. Well, well, well we haven't had an Adolf Hitler. We haven't. No. And no. I think it would be quite scary to get into the mind of somebody like that, given the things yeah, he man. did and actually understanding that, I assume he he genuinely felt he had a good yeah, reason. He for believed the that was, he was the way. That it would just be uh, incredible to to understand why he thought the things he did were okay. Yeah. But imagine if you could truly tap into that that thought process. That's what I how mean. How that might be able to impact future people down the line in terms of you know yeah. could you change the the course of the future mm. um yeah it would be an uncomfortable meeting but yeah it'd be a really interesting one i'd make sure i was maybe maybe do a zoom chat maybe but yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know if they had zoom back then i don't, I don't oh, think they did we can we can we, we can augment this to we got a time machine so it's <laughs> okay so don't worry about it. <laughs> all right Love John, me. it's been it's been wonderful. Um, appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy. Um, yeah, it's been good, really good. I think Thank we'll you. Catching up next week at a social event, which will be good yes, fun. yes, hopefully, and uh, hopefully you're sober. I'm oh. not pointing not pointing at any of you guys. No, 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 no. no. Uh, we to will start be. with. We'll, we'll be. Start we'll, with. We'll, them, we'll yeah. be having a good time, which will be fun. You're always sober. It's yeah. always a pleasure to to chat to you guys, and I'm I'm glad we actually got to chat a bit deeper today. It's uh mm. it's been a real pleasure. So thank you so much for your time, guys, and thank you for no, listening no, to me, and thank you for having me yeah. on. No, and I hope thank you for coming on, John. It's been no, brilliant. Thank you, and I really hope that uh, if not you guys, if anyone's listening here. Uh, if we can inspire even one person today with what we've spoken about, Definitely. then I think it's job Definitely. done. Absolutely. Now, I appreciate your time today, John. Thank Good you. Yourself. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thank guys. you for listening to this episode of Dentology, where we discuss the business of dentistry. If you like what you heard, please do subscribe where you found this episode. That would be amazing. And also follow us on Instagram.